0: Jabba the Hutt must choose between his desire to find a unique and beautiful therapeutic outlet and the responsibilities of receiving daily visits from his downstairs neighbors.
1: Somebody write this!
0: And welcome to Somebody Write This, where we use a random plot generator to give us an idea and then brainstorm how that could be a thing
1: somebody might want to write. I'm Hannah. And I'm Jenny. And here to help us with our brainstorming today is Josh Garcia-Cotter. Welcome to the show! Hello! Hey, Josh. We are so excited to have you on the podcast.
2: I'm excited to be here. Tana, we've been talking about this for a little while now.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) We have some plans. We're going and trying to figure out how to make this work. I'm very excited. But before we get started, let's get a little bit of a chance to know you, Josh, as a a storyteller, a story consumer. You said that you wanted to talk about your favorite form of collaborative storytelling, which we have not discussed on the show yet. So I'm going to let you take it away, and we'll ask questions as they come up
2: my favorite form of collaborative storytelling bar none is professional wrestling professional okay. wrestling obviously kind of poo-pooed by traditional storytellers shall we say well, some days I, I,
1: I personally like i'm not into wrestling i never would have even thought that there was a storytelling element me. <gasps>
2: Okay, so stories are the fundamental part of wrestling. Wrestling, Professional wrestling really starts as part of the traveling carny circuit at the turn of the, cent- the 20th century. And the reason okay. that wrestling kind of diverges from boxing is because they realized we have this gigantic room. They don't know what's going on in a boxing match. So they decided, forget it. We're going to make this less legit, and we're going to play to the crowd more.
1: Ooh. And suddenly...
2: By playing to the crowd, you create your hero and villain, your face and heel, if you will. And from there, you suddenly have this moment of, you. once you create face and heel, you have to go, so why do they care about this face and this heel? Uh-huh. And then so suddenly, much like a choreographed fight scene in a movie or in a play, every movement can help You tell the story of why. And then you had that, you added the element of giving your wrestlers a microphone to talk and engage with the audience to sell their case (laughs) or to draw heat, as it's called in the business, of like the easy heat of your hometown sucks or (laughs) the more relevant heat of this is why I'm better than you. The kernel of truth that's kind of built around everything else of, like, to make them want to pay money to see you get beat. Wow. And that's how wrestling draws you in to make more money. Because it is, at the end of the day, the most capitalist form of storytelling in the universe. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
0: Yeah. So I love so we have these stories that are set up to create, to help the audience kind of root for or against certain people. Off the top of my head, that's that's one form of story. How does this manage to to weave this weave lore into it? Uh, (laughs) Besides just root for this person, don't root for this one.
2: So that's kind of level one wrestling storytelling. Is kind of your day-to-day like, this is why you should root for me. This is why I'm the worst. Root or level kind of two and beyond is you're not seeing these characters like one or for one kind of program or engagement. You're seeing them over 10, 15, 20, Mm -hmm. 50 years in some cases.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. And so they like have different rivalries or different alliances that come and go. Exactly.
2: Different. Wow. The characters get to evolve. In fact, when we get to our... Recommendations. I am recommending a YouTube video which condenses one character's 30 years into Whoa. a video so you get the real overview of this is what this person was, this is what this person did to kind of That's- break free of what they were, and this is what it cost them. Dude. Yeah.
0: Okay, so with storytelling being such a big part of this, like it sounds like it's primarily it is it is the story more than because the the wrestling' is all choreographed and the fights are are uh, it's not as much a feat of like spontaneous athleticism as as a performance, so okay,
2: yeah, it kinda is like that's okay. that's where you get this weird kind of divide in wrestling of people who are really great at kind of storytelling and microphone or really great. In the physical aspect, because it is like, unlike, say, football, where it's you don't expect these people to be eloquent speakers
1: uh-huh. or <laughs>
2: writing where you don't expect them to look amazing shirtless.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you really have to marry those two kind of disparate skill sets to be the best. Like, yeah. The OK, so that. No, yeah, no, I was no. going
1: to say, like, that explains why some of them actually get into acting.
2: Oh, yeah. because they and are, are great, good at yeah. This. wow Look, the rock is a terrible wrestler at many levels <laughs> he's not good in the ring he's very expressive which helps and that's great but like all of his real strengths come from his presence him speaking and him looking at you which right, all eyebrow. of those translate to what he does in movies but yeah. like he just looks big. He's not necessarily a great technical wrestler. Mm. And that's wow. just, like, the differences you get. And it's great.
0: Cool. So I'm curious, as as, as a fan of this, you know, I... I knew tiny bits of this, but really not how how fundamental storytelling was to it and how this how important this was. So of fans of professional wrestling, if it is the sort of mix between the athletic physical performance and the storytelling, how many how do you think the split in the fans is? Like, are they there primarily for the story? Are they there for the the physicality? Are they there for both equally?
2: So, okay, we're going to get into wrestling terminology because I love vocab. (laughs) Like, I'm a words person. Vocab is great to me. Yes. There, there is what are called in wrestling a spot fest. A spot fest is like a lot of really cool moves in a match, back to back to back to back. Those are fun, but those aren't necessarily things that people talk about ten years down the line.
1: Okay. okay. The most
2: important things, like I'm going to reference the, the, the one of the holy grails. There's an incident called the Montreal Screwjob. Which, A, wrestling has the greatest names for things in the world. They also have the worst, but they have the greatest. <laughs> and the Montreal Screwjob is great because it's this culmination of a bunch of different things that are happening on screen, things that are happening backstage, and a lot of glass shattering moments, story wise, all converging into one, like, 20 minute sequence of events.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm.
2: And that's why it, this happened in 97. We're still talking about the Montreal screwdriver wow. today because of all the story implications and character implications and really era defining implications that that had.
0: Wow. Thank you for sharing all that. That was really interesting. And again, something we hadn't talked about on the show before. So with that in mind, we are going to go ahead and jump into our story brainstorming, which has its own set of characters. Our plot, as a reminder, is a mouthful in and of itself. Is Java <laughs> the Hutt must choose between his desire to find a unique and beautiful therapeutic outlet and the responsibilities <laughs> of receiving daily visits from his downstairs neighbors? So I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask Josh to start this off because when we first reached out to Josh to be on the show, he had a, a pet idea in his brain that he was like, I want to figure I out can- if you can bring this
1: to the story. <laughs> I can hear him rubbing his hands together. He's so excited.
2: <laughs> Good. I was wondering if that was gonna read on my
1: Yup, yup. Okay,
2: so you all just heard me go on about my love of wrestling. Uh-huh. Wrestling has a lot of stories in it. Mm. One of my are all of the craziest stories, most of them involve Andre the Giant, or as you know him, Fezzik from The Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. Yes. When Andre was a child in France, as legend has it, and all Andre's stories are legend, he is larger than life in every way.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: He is legend. He lived body. in the same town as a, uh, let's call him reclusive playwright. This playwright were waiting for Godot, Samuel Beckett used to drive Andre the Giant to school because Andre couldn't fit in the bus because he was that wow. big. And I have been waiting for years for someone to write the buddy the buddy movie of Andre the Giant <laughs> and Samuel, <laughs> Samuel Clemens Beckett. just Beckett, doing Samuel stuff. Beckett. <laughs> Beckett. Oh no, not Mark Twain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> different Samuel writer. yeah, very, Just very different. doing stuff, <laughs> yeah, because
2: that is the weirdest grouping of humanity I can think of.
0: Yes! Well, we've added a third <laughs> because we. Uh, so yeah, Josh was like, I want to find a way to work this into the story somehow, and I was like, okay, so here's here's the prompts. We're going to have to figure out how you can make it work. And so it appears that they live below Java the Hutt, who I guess lives in France now.
2: Well, here's the thing. Seeking Andre the therapy. Giant traveled the world. He can live wherever we want them to.
0: To a galaxy far, exactly.
2: far away. Wrestlers just have to Beckett make the towns. They travel to each new town to go have new people see them and pay money. We can have this wherever we want.
1: I love the idea of him just taking Samuel Beckett with him like a like a mascot or something.
0: So Samuel Beckett is touring <laughs> other galaxies in search of 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 new theatrical experiences. Uh, Samuel
2: Beckett is 110% Andre the Giant's manager and mouthpiece. He <laughs> yes. is the person who's hyping up Andre the Giant to the crowd while Andre walks <laughs> down the to the ring. <laughs>
0: So if we're we're on a wrestling thing, are we going to have to have Andre and Java wrestle at some point?
2: So you know that would be a really interesting, unique, and beautiful therapeutic outlet.
1: (laughs) And it would—we could have a training
2: montage and everything.
1: Oh, I just pictured Java in a onesie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh. So okay, oh. so <laughs> so we've step they're in they're in the Star Wars galaxy, with uh, one possibly of those lucha, probably luchador in masks the
2: past. Hold, hold on, real quickly, we're yes. going to get real specific. Yes. We are on the Hut home planet of Nal Hutta, with its moon right. Nar Shadar which can be a secondary location as needed.
0: Okay, okay, oh. so we've got we've got a, a name, we've got a location. Um, Andre the Giant and Samuel Beckett show up there. <laughs> they clearly also, there's a time travel element to this, because this is not only in a galaxy far, far away, but it's also a long, long time ago. So they are moving to the, maybe, maybe, <laughs> is this, is this heaven for them? Have they died? Did this they is... go there after they died?
2: <laughs> or, or I mean, if you're Andre and the, the Giant, now? no one looks at you like you're weird anymore for being that large. <laughs> they have weirder things to see. There you
1: go. Jenny, what were you saying? Well, I was gonna say, are they time travelers somehow? Yeah, like time and space. This tripped over something, and and so like Andre okay, didn't so, die; he just disappeared.
0: So here's what I'm <laughs> thinking: because if we, I think we don't necessarily need to get into the nitty gritty details of how they got there. The question that we need, though, the question yes. that is relevant to the plot, though, is: yes. do they belong there, or are they like? A, no, are they visitors? Like, do they belong in this world? Or are they like, I don't know where I am, and Jabba has to like give them a tour?
1: Well, it <laughs> sounds like the, if they're already downstairs neighbors, I feel like they've already been there a while. Okay, yeah.
2: Or like at they least live there. it was the first place they could find a house.
1: <sighs> yes. Yeah, maybe. Yes. So some okay. alien apartment build. Why is Jabba in an apartment building? Doesn't he like own the planet?
2: Uh, I mean, well, at one point he did. But instead of being killed at Tatooine by, you know, Lando Calrissian, Han Solo, and Luke. Leia
1: did the actual killing. Thank you very much. Oh, you're you're right. right. Leia
2: did do the actual killing, let the record state. (laughs) He obviously escaped that somehow and is kind of trying to keep a low profile because once that crime emperor Empire fell. A ah. lot of people kind of picked apart his empire for the next five okay. years. I'll
0: buy that. Okay. I'll buy that. And it's hard to hide out when you're Jabba the Hutt. Who is yeah,
2: n- you're huge. known
0: and large, and <laughs> so he's he's retreated to uh, to a small. <clears throat> I mean, honestly, I know we set this on his home planet, but this really could be. I don't know how long Huts live. Jabba could have traveled the galaxy <laughs> and ended up in France. <laughs> that it's, is true.
1: It's true. Like hiding out. If he's hiding out, and now deciding he
0: wants to like find a therapeutic outlet to get some of the, you know, he's been sitting on this repressed anger for years, (laughs) for for generations.
2: (laughs) This is Jabba's. I'm middle-aged, I have all this kind of <laughs> yeah. pent-up frustration for where my life has ended up. This is a mid movie for Exactly. I need to hit, Java, exactly, need to hit something in, in, in a way that doesn't get me arrested.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my so, so maybe So Jabba's the newbie in the building. Jabba's the newbie.
0: Maybe he is specifically trying, maybe he discovers wrestling because it is his therapeutic outlet and because it's one of the only ones where he can, like, like, he comes in and it's just his character.
2: Okay, Hold okay. On.
1: okay, but I have to point out something in, in the prompt. It says he has to choose between Oh yeah. his desire to find a unique and beautiful therapeutic, out- therapeutic outlet and the responsibilities yeah. of receiving daily visits. So why are Andre and Samuel visiting Jabba <sighs> on a daily basis, and why does that mess up Jabba's
2: therapeutic okay. outlet? I think I think I've got it. I think yes. we we <laughs> Go. got the problem of getting them in the same place, but we went to the Star Wars universe when really Jabba should come to the to New York in the okay. 70s when Andre the Giant was a huge attraction main eventing Madison Square Garden all the time. Okay. Because Perfect. suddenly here's this thing that's bigger and weirder than Andre the Giant and threatens his place on the card. Ooh. And suddenly you have this insecurity of losing everything that you've kind of worked to build. To and it's this not until thing. a few days
1: later that they realize they're neighbors. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, he okay. lives upstairs. I'm going to go get him. <laughs>
2: So you Our- just have Job of the Hutt being petitioned by Andre the Giant and S- Samuel Beckett. Beckett. Please stop. You're messing up a good thing we've got going.
0: So I'm, I'm going to pause. We have many more places to go with this, but we do have a title to generate. And just in case it's going to do real everything, I want to get it out. So I'm going to put our title in the chat as well as say it out loud. Our title is a phrase. I feel like we can work this in. Our okay. phrase, our title is, isn't that right?
2: <laughs> isn't that right is how Samuel Beckett ends every sentence trying to convince Jabba to stop wrestling. Yes!
0: yes! <laughs> I was wondering if it was a wrestling catchphrase.
2: I mean, honestly. He, ad-
0: he adopts it as a wrestling catchphrase after on, hearing Samuel
2: Beckett. 110%. <laughs> And also like to the point where he's on the mic, the crowd is chanting it along with him. Is
1: it that right? Is it that? Right, <laughs> <laughs> <Isn't>
0: that right. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I it becomes love this so much. So we have this I amazing story about Java and Andre wrestling <laughs> and, be, and and becoming part of the wrestling world. And he's taking his catchphrases from Samuel Beckett trying to So what is the unique and beautiful therapeutic outlet that he was initially? choosing between well and okay so we have two yeah we have to figure out what what his therapeutic outlet was prior to this and then why receiving the visits from them is a responsibility he has to choose between the outlet and his responsibilities
2: so Ooh, interesting the the best i've got for the kind of the responsibility aspect is wrestling is incredibly hierarchical 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 yeah it's based on a hierarchy. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can it, work. There's a lot of respect, <laughs> kind not respect your elders is kind of the wrong way, but respect the vets in the, the locker veterans, room. Yeah.
1: Right, right, right. And Jabba's and the newbie.
2: Exactly. Uh-huh. Ooh, this is a story about getting old and becoming Ooh. irrelevant in the eyes of others.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Well, and, you know, Jabba is now finally getting old after... <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's them, yeah, he's you know, pretty lot. old.
0: Centuries.
2: Oh, we can have deep introspective chapters where Jabba's like, "Huh, this is what this feels like." I, <laughs> I, I'm suddenly seeing it. This what happened to me played out through the eyes of another.
1: Right. Yes. Right.
0: <laughs> I'm looking at when Samuel Beckett died because I'm wondering like how old he is at this point. Oh,
2: so, he's so.
0: So uh, he died in eighty nine.
2: Okay, so this is so that works. functionally plausible to be yeah. in seventies New York.
1: Yeah, well, so so we have definition ca- of functionally plausible? So I kind of like that
0: Andre and uh, and Beckett serve as almost like the flip sides of Java, seeing himself as both the young, yes. strong, virile fighter, and then this aging, less <laughs> less who's, relevant person who's not getting his way. Who's not Isn't that right? Way. And so he has to like come to terms with who he was and who he is now.
2: <laughs> so my big question is: Is the end of the book, or like the last third of the book, the build to them fighting in the or wrestling in the ring? I think or- the
0: oh, yeah, I think the big fight has to be like the climactic moment. Okay,
2: for oh, sure. Man.
1: <laughs> I the visuals alone. Are blowing my mind. This is what we definitely, r- listeners. We desperately want this illustrated. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, please.
2: Uh, Job of the hut needs to be illustrated similar to either like Superstar Billy Graham or the Ultimate Warrior. There we
0: go. So we've got some, we got <laughs> some, <laughs> some <laughs> templates to draw from, and inspire you have some from. visual
2: cues there, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, so he chooses between oh. his desire to find the unique and beautiful therapeutic outlet and the responsibilities of receiving those neighbors. So, he, I guess where does he land? Like, what is this? If our big, if the big fight is our final scene, what does that mean for
1: his choice? This is random and not on your question at all. But like, is anybody wondering about the poor manager of this building they live in? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, John, maybe you I broke mean, maybe the they live again. Maybe they live in the building because, like, maybe they both live there because it's one of the, you know, in New York, places are not typically, the the structures are not built for larger people, much less
1: people larger than life. So So this, like, especially constructed for some It's one of the few
0: apartment buildings that they find that has the accessibility needs they need.
2: I feel like the building manager should be a lot like the cabbage Stand salesman in Avatar The Last Airbender.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay, okay.
2: Where just every time we see him, he is literally screaming about something going wrong in the building that they have destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> because wrestling is a loud art form.
1: Yes. <laughs> Andre, please and do not start use practicing. the banister.
0: They start practicing in the building and he's like, absolutely not.
2: Okay. Um, just because we have, we're completely kind of off the rails in terms of reality stretching oh, yeah. here. So like, <laughs> I don't need to worry about this. I also feel like this is the type of story that needs to be littered with in jokes from everything. Oh yes. So the commentators in this climactic match need to be a talking gorilla and a talking weasel who are literally references of Bobby the Brain Heenan was referred to as a weasel. And his co-host, the play-by-play man in the 80s and early 90s, was a man named Gorilla Monsoon.
0: Well, and the thing is, like, between wrestling and Star Wars... There are infinite, wrestling, Star Wars, and theater, you have infinite references (laughs) that most of the people, there are not that many people who are going to get all of them. So there's something there for everyone.
2: (laughs) As a side plot in this, Beckett, 110%, has to be writing a sequel to Waiting for Godot. Yes,
1: Oh, of course.
2: And like, he's trying to, his big motivation is trying to find quiet moments to do this. Yes. (laughs)
1: Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh my oh goodness! My is okay. Is this a movie or is this a TV series? Like I would watch this sitcom.
2: So I, I feel like <laughs> this has to be serialized in some yeah. way because wrestling yeah. is serialized.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: I it's agree. At least
1: a mini series. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: With with the option for continuing on because
1: there are many stories you could tell with this. <laughs> Or a webcomic. That would be great. <laughs> I can well, see this as a webcomic. Kind of right? Mm.
0: Yeah. I just I still am just like so fascinated by these three completely separate worlds of like completely different kinds of nerddom all yes. meshing together in the middle. Like we already Theater, had Andre, Giant, Wars, and Samuel and Beckett. Wrestling. And then Star Wars suddenly comes in and it's the this, intersection this is, of those three is so weird and so interesting
1: to me. This is a thing of absolute Maniacal beauty. That's absolute. It's think, so nuts. I think we have the core pieces of
0: this enough that I'm going to say let's pass this off to our listeners. Uh,
2: yeah, we don't know how let it our ends. Listeners,
0: we, we big fight. That's all we got. Uh, yeah. You, <laughs> Well, we'll let the fans decide as just happens like in wrestling, wrestling.
2: Who, right, yes. who's going over who's jobbing out for this one people
0: exactly <laughs> all right listen we absolutely we need this illustrated if you just, please,
2: <laughs> we if want you, all
1: the fan art oh my
0: gosh We'll put this up on instagram please illustrate this for us we would love to see this this wrestling match between Jabba and Andre the Giant with Samuel Beckett cheering and trying to write and in the pitch, in the
2: picture
1: this picture this listeners Picture your art someday on a somebody write this t-shirt. Yes, we are. (laughs) Right? (laughs) We're figuring this out.
0: (laughs) All right. So with that madness behind us. (laughs) Let's go ahead and let's uh, let's move into our our story suggestion okay. segment. Okay.
1: Serious faces. Serious faces. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and I, I don't believe I've recommended this before. I'm going to recommend something not quite as nothing is quite as wacky as this, but no. something with a sim, with a big farcical over the top vein and it's a theater one. So I'm going to recommend the movie and the play if you get a chance to see it. Noises off yes Um, which is a really really fun uh, it's a it's about a play going up that is beset with all kinds of internal drama and difficulties and what happens is we see the first act of the play three times as things get progressively worse and worse and so you get to know kind of the beats of what's supposed to be happening and then see how it goes horribly wrong it's a really fascinating if you ever get a chance to see it on stage it's a great Play to see live because they're they're they have to time everything so carefully and so well. But but, but the, if movie you see the movie version is also version, great. The movie version the cast. has Michael Caine and Carol Burnett and Christopher Reeve and and uh, John Ritter. It's just a really really great cast yes. and well worth watching. And we just recently lost the director Peter Bogdanovich. Just passed away uh, in the last months. And so uh, go ahead and watch Noises Off. It is it is a wild, ridiculous, over the top ride and it's so <laughs> much fun. I'm going to toss it to Jenny. What would you like
1: to recommend? Okay, I'm going to recommend something not silly at all. (laughs) Let's do it. There's a little book that I read this last month called A Single Shard. And I cannot for the life of me remember the author right now. But it's about this orphan boy growing up in Korea. And he ends up getting himself apprenticed to the best um, potter in the village. and That sounds like such a pedestrian plot, but it's one of those stories where you get to know the people and they you get to be right there with them in the village, in their life. And the things that this boy learns and how he grows, it's a very fast read, it's a very comfy read, and it was just delightfully written. So I, I recommend th- a it single shot. did look up real
0: quickly. the The author is Linda Sue
1: Park. For anybody who's yes, looking for that, Linda Sue Park. All it's right, Josh, you,
0: you gave us a hint as to your recommendation earlier. Go ahead and tell us what we should what we should watch for wrestling.
2: <laughs> okay, so I have two. And go for the, it. The link for this YouTube video, I have it right here. So I'm going to message everyone so that it will be in the show notes. Yes, it's a video called "Wrestling Isn't Wrestling." And it follows the career of Triple H. And it is a really great kind of crash course in stories in wrestling. And the more you know about wrestling, the more this video will reward you. It has so many in-jokes. And then also for our reading interested people. This is my favorite book about professional wrestling. It's called The Squared Circle, Life, Death, and Professional Wrestling by David Shoemaker, a.k.a. The Masked Man. Every chapter is about a different dead wrestler because wrestlers, especially kind of the previous generations, have a tendency to die young and dramatically. Mm. So we have a lot Mm. of dead wrestler stories. And it is it beautifully sets kind of a hundred years of history of professional wrestling and the type of people who are attracted to this and the type of people who did this for a living. And it really kind of shows you this world that you kind of know exists. Everyone knows professional wrestling exists, but you don't really know about it unless you immerse yourself. And this is a really touching love letter to that genre and really well-written
0: awesome. All right, Josh, before we close things out, I want to make sure and give you a chance to plug anything you want to plug. I don't know if you have any social media or projects you want to share. And if not, that's fine. But if you do, we'd love to have our listeners know where they can find you.
2: Sure. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh and the Mosh 89. You'll be able to read or to read in retrospect, me rage tweeting the Royal Rumble as my heart rate <laughs> continues to go up and up.
0: fantastic we'll make sure and put that in the show notes as well so people can find you and can hear more thoughts on wrestling if their interest was sparked by this josh thank you so much for joining us this was so much fun (laughs)
2: thank you for having me (laughs)
0: Absolutely. All right, folks, that is our episode. As a reminder, you can find us every other Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts. And as of our last couple episodes, you can join our Patreon for bonus material, including an extended interview of us talking with Josh about wrestling.
1: Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WriteThisPod or on Facebook slash SomebodyWriteThis. And if you've been inspired by this episode and have questions or comments or art of Jabba fighting Andre, please email mm-hmm. us at somebody write this at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'll be back with another episode in two weeks and we'll see you then. And as they say, never put your finger between the tree and the bark.